I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? I survived COVID for the second time. You did. I'm glad you're feeling better. And uh, I want to thank everybody at home for giving us a little extra time to uh, to get this episode recorded as we had a couple busy weeks and, as Lou said, recovering from covid for the second time but you're doing much better right now right yeah i still have a cough it's lingering but other than that i'm i'm pretty much back to normal good very good well i've got the best medicine for you and uh it comes in the form of an anime with zombies in it uh and we're going to talk about that later on in the show which is uh zom 100 bucket list of the dead it's on netflix uh, such a great show, but we're going to talk about that later. We're going to get into the news first. We've got a month of zombie news to catch up, and uh, Lou, it's not going to surprise you that a lot of it is, well, I was going to say zombie-related, but that's a given. It's The Last of Us related, so let's get into it. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. All right, Lou, uh, before we talk about The Last of Us, we got some fun news for The Last of Us. You know, uh, it's not... Uh, it's not all bad. No. Um, let's start with this story, which is a follow-up from a follow-up from a follow-up, and we finally got confirmation that the zombie sequel, 28 years later, has landed at Sony, and it's happening. It is a real thing. No trailer, but it's real. And they're hinting that Cillian Murphy may return to the role from the movie. Yes. Uh, I saw he was attached to uh, produce for sure. But yeah, the fact that uh, the, the fact that he is attached in some fashion is good news. I mean, his his star pedigree is kind of risen since he first started in 28 Days Later, right? It's kind of the first thing I remember seeing him in. Well, it says here, yeah, his career was launched because of it. Yeah, so I can imagine that he'd be happy to come back and do it again. Yeah. He does like working with Danny Boyle, so. Exactly, yeah. So this is uh, this is a zombie sequel 28 years later. Uh, I don't know if the original was with Sony, but uh, the fact that we we are going to be getting a follow-up after all these years. I think it may have Sony may have been involved. I don't remember if they were the only publisher at the time. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this because honestly, um, it's been a while since we've had like a big blockbuster zombie film, like a triple A sort of in theaters traditional zombie film. And I, I feel like the last one would have been Zombieland 2. And even that one. I think I think that's the last big one I remember next to like Evil Dead Rise, which is kind of borderline. Sure. Um, 
there's been plenty of horror movies in general in theaters, but not zombie as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Well, Zombieland 2 kind of struggles, uh, I think struggled from, it, it arrived in theaters. I thought maybe it, it was impacted by COVID, but uh, it actually was out in theaters in 2019. So it came out before that, but. I think it came out before COVID, but I think the, uh, like the digital versions didn't show up until mid COVID. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how, that's where I watched it. It was the beginning of COVID and I think it showed up in stream. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, but anyways, yeah, you'll have 28 years later, uh, to look forward to in the near future. And it's nice to see that, uh, Killian Murphy here is uh, willing to, to come back even after, um, you know, basically, uh, rocking it with the big shots, uh, Christopher Nolan and Oppenheimer and, and all that. I don't know if you saw Oppenheimer, but he was, uh, he was fantastic in that. So I have not seen that, but I've heard good things. If you have three and a half hours to spare, there's not a zombie in sight, but it's a pretty uh, riveting for for what it's about. It's 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 very interesting, um, and it takes a very specific type of film uh, to capture because it's not necessarily just about you know making the bomb work. It's a it's it's everything surrounding it, the politics, the fallout, all that stuff. So it's uh, it's it's special for sure um but uh that that has nothing to do with zombies outside of killian murphy being in it but um let's move into the last of us corner here before we uh we vacate the news um there's been a lot of casting news for season two it actually just started filming i think this week uh season two so it's all written i assume if they're shooting it and casting's been you know being announced left right and center but this one really jumped out at me, and um, we don't know who she's playing, but Catherine O'Hara from, uh, you may know her from Schitt's Creek and Home Alone and other fantastic films. A multitude of many, many things. Exactly, exactly. So she has uh, been cast uh, for season two. I mean, I know you didn't play part two, but you know, obviously, uh, Catherine O'Hara from her various projects. Like, what could you see her playing as a character? They say her character's name is Gail. Gail, okay. Hmm, interesting. And I don't know a Gail from anything I've read, so I'm assuming she might be a new character created for this show. Yeah. Maybe she's someone who uh, sort of is in the town of Jackson, you know? I'm assuming that would be the case. Yeah, interesting. Well... There you go. I'm <laughs> I was already excited for season 2, but I know this is just casting, but um I love the idea of uh Catherine O'Hara like coming back into projects. She's been away for a bit. Like Shit's Creek kind of brought her back to the surface, I think, and she started getting more roles after that, but um she's a fantastic actress and I think she's uh she's she'd be, she's interesting for this project. You know, yes, um, I, I, I'm hoping she's some sort of comic relief. And by that, I don't mean that she's like a joke, joke, joke. But I'm hoping that they make her character at least fit her usual zany personality so that she's not diehard serious. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there was the actress from the first season 
she was in Pittsburgh. I think her name is Melanie something. She usually has like a more, you know, fun tone, but but has that serious side as well. And I, I feel like you could also do that with Catherine O'Hara, like have a similar role. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if that's the kind of we get. I'm hoping like she's not evil. I'm hoping she is someone who's, you know, on the on the side of I want to say on the side of good, but you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's a gray across the board for the last of us. So it's hard to say who's good and who's bad, but um, I hope she's not evil, I guess, you know, like mustache twirling evil. So we'll see about that. Um, There was a a bunch of news, two big stories that came out actually from the, the last of us. So rewind a bit. The last of us Two remastered came out uh, mid January. And then two weeks later, a full documentary about the making of The Last of Us Part Two launched. Uh, I have not had a chance to watch it, but thanks to the wonderful world of the 24-hour news cycle, um, the headlines from that documentary have kind of been picked out and, and made stories. So we've got two stories here related to that documentary. And the first one, well, both are, are credited to Neil Druckmann and what what he said in, in the interviews and, and such. But the first one I thought was interesting, but um, a, a full last of us, Tommy spinoff game. Uh, they have it, they have it all written. Like they have a full Tommy spinoff game written and it would, uh, I can't remember what, it, whether it took place between two and three or one and two, or maybe it takes place shortly after two. I can't remember what they said. So they say we have written a story that takes place after The Last of Us Part Two that stars Tommy, and I hope that one day we get to make it. Now, Naughty Dog went through a process after The Last of Us Part Two came out where they wanted to really focus on ironing out the crunch issues they were having, where uh, right, you know, they were they had a lot of people working like late hours, so they wanted to they really wanted to focus on getting rid of that aspect of it. Now they do say like, hey, would this is this a game that's going to come out? Likely not. Is this, is the story that's been crafted here, can it be used in future games and or in the last of us HBO show? Absolutely. So that's kind of where they're at with this project. Now, Lou, as someone who never played the last of us part two, I I have a feeling your opinion on the video games is that like, you're fine if naughty dog moves on and or focuses on the TV show. Correct. Yes. 100 percent um i feel like this isn't something anybody's asking for so for them to do it is just trying to grab cash yeah i mean people it's hard to say if people are asking for a video game i mean obviously people want video games from naughty dog but do they want the last of us games i think people would ask for a three I don't know if people are asking for a Tommy side story. Right. I I can see that for sure. And, you know, I, I'm not sitting here asking for a Tommy side story. I, I feel like in the second game, there are moments where Tommy is off out and about, but he's doing things that are not unique to his character. You know, like he's doing things adjacent to what Ellie and other characters are doing. So like right. a Tommy spin-off game, like what's he doing different from Joel, Ellie, or Abby? Like not a whole lot. 
you know, outside of, I think the most interesting part about Tommy was, was him just being able to live a normal life in, in Jackson. I think that was the most interesting part from a storytelling standpoint. Um, right. It, I mean, th- could they tell a story where it's basically him running errands for Jackson and trying to sort things out and tell an interesting story in that way? I mean, sure they could, but they could do that and spe- or they could spend the manpower of making a part three. And I think it'd be better service doing part three. Right. And I say that as somebody that would probably not pay a play a part three. They would just wait for the show to cover part three content. Yeah. And that is the other thing, too, is that I think that it should be acknowledged that the HBO show is uh, is a hit all on its own. And obviously, Neil Druckmann is heavily <clears throat> involved there. And the aspect that uh, I think having having material prepared by the subject matter experts at Naughty Dog for the TV show is the best approach to having a great TV show. I think the partnership between Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin was, was the, was what made that show great. And I think if you have a game of Thrones situation where you go off script and suddenly you're having, you know, the non storytellers tell a story and, and it's no longer an adaptation. They're just telling a story I think that's where the struggle comes in. You see that a lot with shows that are adaptations that kind of go off script, you know, the walking dead. Great example. Um, anytime it's gone off script, it's kind of been like, what are we doing guys? You know? So I, I, I think that um, if they have a full spinoff written, it could work for a show could work for bits of season two and three. Uh, but we'll see, but you had brought up part three. This was another part that was sort of, you know, like we talk about the video game industry's worst kept secrets. I feel like a Last of Us Part Three is a I would categorize as a worst kept secret. You know, when Part One, I was kind of thinking about this because today I actually finished Part One again. Uh, we were playing through the remake, and I got to say that remake's fantastic. Like they that game maybe didn't need a remake. You know, quote unquote needed a remake. What needs a remake these days? But it. That remake is worth playing. So I don't know if that means it needed a remake, but I'm glad it got one because that was a fantastic playthrough. Um, but I think that game's ending kind of leaves it so, so complete that you didn't need a second one. I see. So there, yeah. So there was no like question of like, this universe is so broken that it almost feels part of the story to leave the player hanging for future story. Like it's up to you as the player to determine what happened next, you know, whether Joel and Ellie lived happily ever after in Jackson, or, you know, they struggled because uh, the truth was discovered and, you know, their bond is, you know, basically father and son broke down or father and daughter broke down. So I, I like that to me was always the, the interesting ending of part one, and and then they announced part two, and it was it, it really felt like a business decision. But then when you play it, you're like, okay, you you had a story to tell, and whew, you you told it, uh, and it was divisive. A lot of people were loved it. A lot of people didn't like it. I I thought it was like it really tried to hammer home that message of how far do you go for love, and uh, you know, revenge is not is not the best thing to try to achieve. 
uh, and they just keep hammering that that lesson home. But Neil Druckmann says he's got one more. There's one more chapter to this story, and Last of Us Part Three feels like something they have to do, and they have a general idea of what that third chapter would be. Everything um, has to happen in threes, man. Everything has to happen in threes. Yeah. So, I mean, am I surprised? No. Um, do I want to see what they tell? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's it's interesting. They they basically say they have like they have a they have a they have a slight idea. They have an idea of what they could do. It 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 is uh you know, he says I don't have a story, but I do have the concept that to me is as exciting as part one, as exciting as part two. It's its own thing. It has this through line for all three games. So it does feel like there's probably one more chapter of this story. Um, like, it sounds like they, they're still kicking it around. And and just for folks at home to understand where Naughty Dog's at, like, they they have a new... They're working on a new IP that is their next game. Uh, I thought they were, they were a studio that did... That there were a two studio. I'm pretty sure they're a two studio team. Although that might have changed yeah. with, with how after the Last of Us Part Two and the cancellation of Factions, the the Last of Us Online game. So who knows what's happening next for Naughty Dog? But it sounds like we won't be seeing the Last of Us for a while. You know, uh, like we're talking probably PS6 when you really think of when you really want to think about how long how far away it is. It's another console. You know. Uh, cause they're not even close to announcing it. You know, if he's just got a concept for it, but I think again, I think when you look at that HBO show, they're looking ahead and thinking, okay, if you can, if they've already said part two is going to be split into two seasons, takes two years for them to write, shoot, edit, and publish each season. I mean, that kind of puts you in line with, with coming up with a part three game for a, season four or five i don't know so i don't know feels a bit cynical to line it up with the show but i mean that's gotta be it i wouldn't be surprised if that's something we get is that we get the the game and a year later we get that that season of the show i mean if nothing else naughty dog knows how to make money yeah i mean look at the uncharted franchise i i they pumped three of those out in one generation well so you've heard the new rumor about uncharted right uh no what what is the current going ons with the franchise uh, the room the rumor is that while they can't make any more because nathan drake's story is now kind of ended they stated that the first game is rather dated and they'd like to remake it i mean it is dated but yeah i don't know um I th- I feel like Naughty Dog has stated time and time again that they are done with Uncharted. Now that being said, it is a Sony franchise, so technically it's a so it's a Sony franchise, and Sony doesn't like leaving money on the table. No, no, they do not. Well, we we'll will see. see. We will see. Uh, that but is not zombie related, so no, we will see. No. It's close. It's tangential because it is connected. Yes. Uh, but uh, The Last of Us, you know, whether there's a part three video game or not, we will have the show to discuss for years to come, as they have already stated. They're splitting part two into two seasons. So you have that to look forward to alongside The Walking Dead on the TV. So there you go. Now, let's get into our main topic, 
which is a uh, TV show. And as always, I like to kick things off with a little taste of said TV show. Oh, yeah. Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. This is our first anime, I feel like. I feel like this is our first anime. I think it might be. I think we've talked about them in the past, but I think this is the first time we've covered one as a topic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, This was one that came suggested to us by Molly via email a couple episodes ago. Uh, also one that's been on my radar for a bit because I feel like I feel like Netflix knows I like zombies. It shouldn't surprise Netflix, honestly, but uh, it's been popping up in my sort of for you tab for a bit on Netflix. Um, technically premiered in July uh, and has been running through uh, 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 to the end of December. And something I'm not super familiar with with. Um, with anime, but at least on, uh, on Netflix. And I, I believe Crunchyroll as well as they, they air the, the original Japanese and then like week to week. And then they, and then they go back. There's a bit of a delay yeah. and then they add the dub. Right? It, it's usually, it depends on how popular the show is, but sometimes they, you, sometimes you get them day and date. So you'll get the dub with the, with the Japanese version. Um, for some shows, they manage to do that, but there's usually a two to six week delay. Okay. Yeah. And, usually. Uh, usually, yeah. The, for this one, though, I, I did start watching it uh, about a month ago, and then I noticed one episode later on, maybe eight or nine, uh, it was it was Japanese, and I'm like, oh, I kind of got really used to the English um, dub, so I, I waited a couple weeks, and then Netflix told me, hey, it's all available. You're ready to go. So yep. uh, what you heard there at the top of the show was the amazing intro song. And if you don't watch the show, which I, 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 first of all, I highly recommend you watch the show, especially if you are into zombies. This is a, this is the most fun I've had with a zombie show or movie. In a while. In a while. It is super uh, positive. Weirdly enough, like it's very positive. Um, it's funny, <laughs> you know, uh, so essentially how it works is like a worker in a foreign finance company is bullied and worked around the clock before a zombie outbreak finally makes him feel alive. That's the one sentence synopsis. And Lou, like that's. That's that- pretty much the show. That is yeah. the show. Um, I, I remember after we talked about this on the last episode that we were going to cover this. And I went back upstairs to talk to my wife and she goes, so do you have fun? I'm like, yeah, do we talked about a thing? I'm going to have to watch an anime. And she goes, of course you are. And I went, yeah. And then I explained to her the premise of what I read the show was about. And she goes, yep, it sounds like a show that was written for you. And I said, yeah, it kind of does. And she goes, she goes, it actually sounds like something I'd actually want to watch, but you watch it first and then maybe we'll watch it together again later. I said, okay. Which in this household is rare because she knows how much I like zombie stuff. So she doesn't often want to sit through them with me because she's like, you're intolerable when you watch crap like this. I'm like, yeah, I know. 
Uh, but like, so I, I, as I was watching this, the first three episodes, there's four or five episodes. I, I was like, I stopped immediately and messaged Lou. I was like, you're going to love this. There is a character that, uh, there's a character that is basically Lou. Like she has sort of prepared herself for this. Uh, she is prepared for the zombie apocalypse by being very disciplined and she watches zombie films and she has rules and, um, She's just she is just surviving by by having like the set of rules and and just following uh-huh. them. She's very serious about it all. And then you have this you know dumb luck go lucky kid who is just so stoked that the zombie apocalypse has hit because he doesn't have to go to work. Um, he hasn't had yeah. a day off in three years, and he finally just is like, "Hey, I don't have to go to work. It's the zombie apocalypse." So. He creates this list, this bucket list that he wants to do before he dies or ter- before he turns into a zombie, I think is, is, is yeah, the, 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 he, he, the, the, he suspect, they, the, the implication is that they suspect that this is not going to go on forever. Eventually, a zombie is going to get them. So the goal is he wants to do as much stuff off his bucket list as he can before they get him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he, he's also that type of character that is, annoyingly positive uh, not to yes. me as the viewer but to the characters in the show the other characters um yeah like bad stuff happens and he's like eh, whatever let's go come on there's yeah. adventure to be had and you're like oh, okay it's so great oh and um uh, it's actually kind of funny because we're we're thinking of watching a really terrible uh, zombie asylum film uh, aquarium of the dead and it reminded me that there's a scene in in the, the show, shark. the shark, the zombie shark. It's 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 not a zombie shark. It's just a bunch of zombies stuck in a dead shark. But it's also yeah. a zombie shark. It's it, the, oh no, the, yeah, because the, the shark, the shark it, is a zombie, but it ate the zombies, and the legs are sticking out the bottom of the shark. So it's running around on land trying to eat people. Exactly. Completely ridiculous show. It is super ridiculous. There's a main character who is an old friend of the main characters, and uh, he wants to be a comedian. But part of his act is that he he gets naked. He strips down and he's naked. And that's that's a whole thing throughout the the show where he is always naked. He's constantly like stripping off his clothes and you're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Strategically covered by like usually a lens flare. <laughs> yeah, either his or, or or there'll be like there'll be like a cloud of smoke or a puff of yeah. something that like blocks your view, and you're like, "Yep, here we go." Yeah, so he's he's hilarious. Uh, the 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 other character they meet, and I I don't have the names in front of me, um, although I should really. Uh, but yeah, the 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 character, the other character, the the main female lead who shows up early on in the series. She's like super serious about the apocalypse. And of course, over the course of the show, she is like generally annoyed by the main character. And then eventually she comes around and then, and they're all best of friends. And, you know, like, like a traditional anime, everybody, everybody puts aside their differences and works together. Um, but they meet, uh, this tourist lady who's like fascinated. German tourist. Yeah. German tourist. She's fascinated by, uh, Japanese culture. And she's like, got a samurai outfit and she's got the sword and everything. And the, they were kind of tame in terms of the sort of action and taking out the zombies early on. But, but as the show sort of progressed, like they, they do 
start to show more of the of taking on the zombies. I thought they were going to take the approach that the apocalypse was like maybe reversible because they weren't like killing the zombies, but but then that quickly kind of went away as as the characters started to well defend Kill themselves. Zombies. Yeah, but uh, it's it's colorful. Like I love the design that the zombies sort of have this like paint spray, you know. Yeah, instead of just showing the blood as red, they make it look like it's green, blue, red, and yellow. Like somebody, the zombie gets killed, and it looks more like graffiti spray than just red gore. Yeah, and I think that that makes it endearing. Um, the opening scene theme song is so catchy that uh, most anime, when that stuff kicks in, I'm always like, "Come on, skip, skip, skip." And every time the theme song would begin on this, I'd be like, I just want to get up and dance. Yeah. And that's not me. No, I, I captured it for the show and I captured the whole thing. I only played the first little bit, but uh, I definitely listened to it over and over again because it's it is just so dang positive uh, uh-huh. and it's so good. And um, like there's a so the main characters, I, I have the character in front of me now. So the main character's name is Akira. And the second episode has him just so one of his bucket lists is to drink beer all day, basically, because he's only worked for the last three years and he hasn't had a chance to just be a lazy bum. So he's all stoked to go to the corner store and get beer. Uh, and I just love that whole bit where he's like, just dum de dum dum. I'm going to go get beer. And uh, like it, it seemed it seems super silly and it seems super non-serious because it is. And I'm just we're so used to watching all this serious stuff and it's either like good serious content or it's bad serious content. This is just it's within the zombie genre, but it's just having they e- fun. They e- you know? they even handle a situation when he goes to get the beer. He's like climbing down the rain gutter of his apartment building so he doesn't have to go out onto the floor where there are zombies. And he stops. Halfway down, he realizes there's a couple still alive in an apartment. He's like, hi. And they're like, uh, hi. (laughs) And they're like crying and upset with the zombie apocalypse. And they're like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to get some beer. Do you need anything at the store? And they're like, yeah. And so he goes to the store. He gets the stuff that they want. And then when he's climbing back up, he realizes the zombies got them and they're gone now. And he just kind of goes. Oh, that's too bad. And then he keeps going. And you're like, like in another show, they'd have spent 20 minutes being like, and then they died. And they'd have showed us them dying. And there'd have been like a sad sequence about them dying. And this it was like, yep, they're dead. Okay, come on, let's move on. And he acknowledges yeah. they're dead. And you could tell for about a half a second he's like depressed about it. But then it's like, eh, nothing I can do about it. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so true. This sort of it's so refreshing to see something like that because we see so much of this content where they spend 90 minutes depressing us. And I get it that sometimes things are going to be depressing, but that isn't the focus of this show. No, it's definitely not. It is its focus is fun. Like you're having fun. Of course there are characters that die, but you know. Yeah, and I and I mean they meet the German exchange student uh girl and she's in a truck and she's surrounded by zombies and they're on their way out of the city. And if you do I don't know if you caught this, the whole reason they're really leaving the city is there's no more power now. 
So he can't sit around playing video games all day and watching TV and their phones aren't working as well as they were. So he's like, well, we got to go do something else now. And that's why they leave the city is they got to find something else to do. And when they stop this, they see her car surrounded and they stop. They think they're going to have to help her. And out she jumps out, kills all the zombies. And they're like, oh, you don't need our help. And she's like, no, but you can help me if you want. And they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I've found the last sushi chef in all of Japan. And he said, if I bring him fish, he'll make me sushi. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Let's go. And like, like it's, and even when they show up and the guy is making the sushi, like they bring up the fact that there's sad things going on. I think he makes reference to like the fact his his son and daughter-in-law are dead or something like that, but they don't dwell on it. He's like, but you wanting me to make sushi just made my day. I haven't done anything like this in months or weeks or whatever. And you can just see that the they tackle the the depressing stuff. They just it's not the focus of the show. Yeah. They they don't ignore it. They don't gloss over no. it. They spend just the right amount of time addressing it. Um and and then they kind of, you know, they move on. And and um, the other yeah. thing the other thing I adore is at one point they do run into his old boss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought I was going to hate that moment because I've seen that trope before. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, here we go. And I did get like annoyed for about maybe 10 minutes. And then the whole situation flips just like I was hoping it would. And then they do something that no other show would do. And because we've seen enough zombie content, if you find out that the guy's boss was a bad guy and he's a crappy person, what do you expect him to do? You expect there to be a moment where he leaves the guy to die and he doesn't. He goes out of his way to take this guy who's been crappy to him that's ruined his life for the last three years. And in the end, even the other characters are like, Why aren't you leaving him to die? And he's like, Heroes don't do that. And you're just. And it's just a positive outlook. It, it literally, he, he could leave this guy to die, but he's not going to. He's going to go out of his way to help the crappy guy. And and you can see that all the other characters are still like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. And he's like, that's, and his attitude's kind of like, well, that's why you're not a hero. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is a very, it's a very positive show. And there are moments where I, I was like you, I was a little worried, like, oh, this is going to be, and it was a two episode arc kind of where they deal with the the old boss and it does slip a little bit, but it, it still keeps that positive positivity uh, and, and does get back on the road. And, and right after that, you meet Beatrix, which is the, uh, the German um, tourist who's obsessed with the, uh, with, with, you know, samurais and sushi and all that. So, I think it, 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 it picks up from that moment, that little low beat and then kind of like, you know, okay, we're back. Let's do this. And, um, it's, it's a show. And then, uh, I'm, I'm curious, like, I don't want to, I don't want to like get into the, into the weeds of all the, the details of the plot, but like, there's like a three parter at the very end dealing with, uh, Akira's father and mother at their, at his home village and there's this opposite group that also has a, a bucket list 
of the dead, but it's but like, they're like the reverse bucket list. Yeah. He's trying to do things that are happy, and they're trying to do things that bring about the downfall of society. And yeah, and I've seen that trope in TV shows, movies, and other things before, but this one was handled masterfully done. Uh, in The Walking Dead, that had been a whole season arc of the sto- show. In this, it's three episodes. It never outweighs its welcome. And finally, in the end, when him and the other character get into it, he kind of just points at the guy and is like, yeah, you're the problem, dude. Your crappy attitude is why everything around you fell apart. It's got nothing to do with the fact that anything else. He's like, maybe if you had approached this with some positivity, things would have been better for you. And that and the guy is kind of like, I didn't think of that. Like, like he was so bit the, the, the villain of those that three arc was so busy dwelling, dwelling on the fact that like he thought everybody was out to get him. He didn't realize that maybe he was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, it was someone from his, his past life when he was a kid. And again, it was, like you said, it just was so jealous of his positivity and, um, oh man, I love, I just love that again like you would think oh man this is where they dwell into like the the walking deadness of it all where this is this is the guy who's evil for evil's sake they tackle a bunch of tropes that in the walking dead you understand while while they're there but whereas when i would see that that plot should be wrapped up in like two episodes the walking dead makes it last 16 17 18 episodes if not two whole seasons and in this show they cover the same plot line. They make it a little bit more happy and they wrap the plot up in three episodes. It does nothing ever outweighs outstays. It's welcome. Yeah. And I think that's what I liked about the show the most. Nothing outstays. It's welcome. I mean, there's even a moment where they, the, 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 the joke is him and the him and his buddy want to uh, meet uh, flight attendants. And, they end up getting locked in a restaurant in a, in a department store with some flight attendants. And the two of them are like, all right, let's make this work for us. <laughs> and, and you can tell it's not going to end well, but even when it doesn't end well, like the two of them are like, well, damn, like yeah. <laughs> there's not like a, it's not like a, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. How much am I going to make you cry? You, they, they just kind of both look at each other. And like, well, damn. I guess we'll have to try again someplace else. Yeah. There's just uh there's just so much positivity to the show and and, and honestly like I'm I'm not one I I don't I like anime. I want to say like I do like anime. I find it tough to get into because there's so much of it and we've talked about this You don't like, you don't watch it like I do. So No. We've had uh, we've had this conversation. We have uh, but I like I said I like Off it. The air. Yeah, I like anime and I'm really glad that we gave this one a shot and I'm glad that Molly suggested it and it kind of pushed us over the edge of like, okay, I think we have something here. And, and it's one that when there's a season two, if there's a season two, it hasn't been confirmed. Although there's plenty of manga to uh, adapt. I am there for a season two. No problem. I I can't wait. I'm stoked to, uh, to watch a season two because it ends. Yeah. It ends in a way that's like, okay, yes, more, please, you know, more positivity. It, more. It, 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 and it ended, and the first thing I did was look up on IMDb and be like, tell me there's more. And I went, oh, damn, there isn't. 
And for us to consume zombie cunt, I think you content. I think you've all listened to me talk about this enough. I do enjoy The Walking Dead, but after about two or three episodes, I'm like ready to take a break. And I watched all of this over the course of like two nights after everybody else in the house went to bed. And even then I got up, my wife and I got up for work the next morning and she's like, did you finish it? I said, yeah. And she's like, you look depressed. Did this, is the show that bad? I said, no, it's that good. I want more. Yeah. And my wife went, damn, for you to be this excited about something means it must be good for in, in your vein, in, in your point of view. And I'm like, yeah, I want more of this. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm in the same boat where when I finished it, I was there. There's a certain, there's a certain feeling you get when you finish something you really enjoyed. And it's, it, and it really can be this like melancholy of like, man, that was great, but man, it's done, you know? And especially when it's open-ended, like going back to our last of us conversation, like when the last of us ended, it was a different kind of melancholy. Like it, it, the subject matter makes you certainly feel like this, you know, happy sad sad happy feeling but you were content that it would you didn't need more for it for that feeling to go away you know it wouldn't be solved immediately by having part two in your hands if anything that would have made it worse (laughs) you know uh but i think that when it comes to zom 100 that feeling would instantly go away if i had a season two you know to to watch right now even an announcement of a season two i think would would help with this feeling right now. Absolutely. And I know there's the manga and there's a, a live action adaptation. Uh, it, it, the funny thing is, is that I knew about the live action adaptation. I did not know about the anime um, because I have a friend who messaged me when the live action thing showed up on Netflix. It was like, if you've seen this, this is this movie's right up your alley. And I don't think my friend realized it was an anime either. Uh, so when I got sent the live action, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it eventually. And I just never got around to it. And I didn't really know exactly what it was until you and I read the pre- the, the synopsis the other day together. And I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was. And I was actually really excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, I... I- like I'm willing to put the adaptation on our list down the road. We've got we've got some fun stuff locked in that we've already shuffled a little bit. But I I feel like it's something that I I would like to check out. Um I understand that adaptations can be different, but yeah, it might be fun. You like you said pre-show we were talking about anime live action adaptations and you said One Piece was was fairly good, right? So, you know, maybe this one will also be good. I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything. I, I know that the adaptation came before the anime. It was 2022. Yeah. I think. So maybe we add that to our list. And maybe that's a way to to address this feeling we're having that is uh, a want for more. So we shall see. But yeah, I think with that, definitely... Go watch Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead anime uh, on Netflix. It's all available, whether you choose to watch it in its original uh, Japanese or uh, dubbed English. Uh, I, I really like the dub. It was really good. Uh, no complaints. Um, but as for coming up on Zamp, what do you have to look forward to here on the podcast? 
Our next episode, we're going to check out the premiere of The Ones Who Live. We'll have one episode in two weeks, so we'll cover that. Uh, Then we'll we'll discuss 28 Days Later. Uh, We bumped that a little bit, so we're going to watch that after the premiere of The Ones Who Live. And and then... uh, (laughs) You know, we've had it pretty good, Lou. We've been watching a lot of great to good zombie content for the show. And I think yes. that's been by design because we wanted to make sure we we were having fun. Um, but it's come to the d- attention of the discord that maybe we've been having too much fun and it's time we, uh, we delve into some, you know, not, uh, not so great zombie content so bad. It's good type content. Um, so yeah, we're going to watch a zombie asylum film, specifically Aquarium of the Dead. It came up in the Discord from Lonely Bob. He, uh, I should get his quote exactly so folks uh, know what we're dealing with here. Let me just scroll up here real quick. Uh, here's one of those that looks so bad that it might be good in a cheesy way. See animal zombie films. So there you go. Uh, 2021's Aquarium of the Dead we will cover after 28 Days Later, and uh, we'll sandwich that, I think, with another movie. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the next month and a half, all planned for you. So look forward to that. Um, uh, and yeah, if you want to support the show, if you want to help us uh, watch great movies like Aquarium of the Dead, go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. All the support goes directly back into the show. We really appreciate everybody who supports us on Patreon. It's a huge help. You can visit us on the web at zombies for show notes and all our previous episodes. Send us an email. We may read it on the show. Info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Getting a lot of spam. So uh, if someone wants to send like a really good zombie email, like one that isn't about like financial futures or cryptos or whatever, like highly recommend. Get that in there. Because right now, I don't know. Someone got our email on some lists (laughs) and the junk filter Uh, is not helping. Yeah, so uh, I appreciate that if you can send an email that is uh, actually relevant to zombies. Um, You can also join our Discord. That's the best spot. bit.ly slash zamp discord. It's the best place to connect with fellow listeners as well as Lou and I. And uh, not as much spam there. Actually, no spam, I would say. Discord's pretty great. It's got a great filtering system. Email, it's an old technology. No one likes it anymore. It's old. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. Tune in next episode when we cover the premiere of The Ones Who Live. Zombies Ate My Podcast.